Welcome to the Be Daring Life podcast, where we teach life and leadership skills to teens and their parents. I'm your host, Rachel, and I'm joined by my co-host, Jenna, today. For our second week of focusing on teens and business, we have on the podcast with us today, Juliet Brendak-Blake. As a teenager, Juliet started the website Miss Owen Friends to help preteen and teen girls deal with the challenges facing girls of that age. Her website currently gets hundreds of thousands of unique visitors every month. She's helped so many girls with her website made up of content by girls for girls. Her website ranks in the top 10 girls-only websites. Inc. Magazine voted her business one of America's coolest college startups, and she was named one of the top 50 women who inspire us by self-made magazines. She was also a syndicated columnist offering advice to teen girls in over 700 papers worldwide for about 10 years. She is also the creator and executive producer of the YouTube premium original series, Hyperlinked. Welcome to our podcast, Juliet. Thank you. Excited to be here. At 10 years of age, you you began to do drawings based on five real girls, your sister and other friends. The main girl, Miss O, was based on your little sister, Olivia. Those girls eventually became Miss O and friends. Has drawing always been something that you enjoyed doing? Yeah, so I I was very artistic when I was younger, um, and I you know drew and did lots of arts and crafts. Um, and it's, drawing is actually something that my whole family really enjoys doing. My mom is a graphic designer, and Olivia today is um, she's a she just recently graduated fashion school and is beautifully talented when it comes to drawing so it was something that we all love to do um as kids and more so my sister and mom now she's actually the co-owner right your sister um my mom is actually i i co-founded the company with my parents so i work with both my mom and my dad and olivia is was the inspiration behind the company um and is also when she was in high school middle and high school was very involved as well so a lot of sisters, especially teenage sisters, have a difficult relationship. They argue. They don't want to spend time together. But you created this entire business to help your sister. Tell us about the importance of family to you. Yeah. Um, I mean, clearly it's very important <laughs> to me. Um, I, Like I said, I co-founded this company with my mom and my dad. And my sister has been very involved. And she was the inspiration behind starting something. Um, my sister and I are five years apart. So I think that also helped a little bit with some of like the uh, crazy drama that I know uh, some sisters that are a little closer in age deal with. But I will say, like all sisters, we still did and do fight. Um, and actually, even though she was five years young or is five years younger than I am, I was the one who would be going into her closet to steal her clothes. <laughs> she's always like, she's always been an inspiration to me. Um, but family is, is super important for us. Um, and also figuring out the dynamic of how to be a family, but also have a family business is something that I think that we have over the years, um, not perfected, but really, been able to balance in a successful way. So how do you have any advice for um, teenage girls in getting along with their sisters? Um, yeah, I think the I think the biggest piece of advice is to like respect each other. Um, I know that can be way easier said than done. But my sister is very different than I am. And uh, I've, I've realized that it's that's something that I need to like respect and celebrate. Um, she's not always going to 
make the same decisions that I do or do something in a way that I would. And I think a lot of times it's really easy to get like frustrated about that. Um, especially if you're the older sibling, you're like, why is she doing that? Um, but I think realizing and like celebrating that like uniqueness and individuality is a really important thing. Um, and also just like with, with that, like respecting boundaries, like setting up those boundaries. Like, for example, me stealing clothes out of my sister's closet. I know, you know, a lot of sisters do that. But like, in, you know, instead making rules around it, making guidelines um, there. I love the idea of having like sister tips and the kind of like sister rules to live by you know, whether it's like making like an actual list that you share with each other, or just kind of having some ideas in your head. But I do think that respect is a really big one. Good advice. You started doing the drawings at 10 years old, but you didn't launch the website until you were 16. What made you decide to do it at that time? Yeah, so the drawings were, you know, they started when I was 10, but it was really just a hobby for a while. Um, and it wasn't until Olivia, uh, Olivia's eighth birthday, so I was 13, it wasn't until that birthday where the drawings that I had done, my mom took those drawings, like I said, her background is graphic design, illustration, um, so she took those doodles that I did and created this uh, Juliet and Olivia character, and then for Olivia's birthday made these characters that resembled the same style, which we now call you know, the Miss O girl style, um, but made them for all of her friends. And so that was like the first time that we even showed these drawings to anybody else besides, you know, me, my mom, my dad, and my sister. And Olivia's friends like went crazy for them. They're like, oh my gosh, these are so cool. Like I love these, um, these characters. They looked like them. They were blown up like on a, they were blown up really big and mounted on like a thick foam core. So they felt almost life-size. And I think, you know, seeing the girls' reactions to these characters was just something that we weren't really expecting um, because it was truly just a hobby for us to just be playing around with my mom on the computer and having Juliet and Olivia characters do things that we liked to do. So really seeing like this like crazy positive reaction from these illustrations was really what was like, okay, like, huh, this is interesting. Like girls really like these, like these drawings. Maybe there's something more to this. And what was also really interesting is at that birthday party, I was, so I'm, I was 13. Olivia was turning eight. And I was, you know, my friends and I were like thick in the middle of middle school dealing with all of the super fun things that girls deal with in middle school. And it was the first time that I really started seeing that happening with Olivia and her friends. And it was really upsetting for me as an older sister to see my, you know, just newly minted eight-year-old um, little sister and her friends clicking off and being mean to each other at this birthday party and talking about their boyfriends and how they didn't want to eat birthday cake because they thought it would make them fat. And it was just really heartbreaking for me. So kind of the the combination of girls really responding to the characters that we created and then seeing all these things happening with Olivia and her friends was really when I was like, okay, like how can I help Olivia and her friends, Olivia, whose nickname is Miss O, um, through middle school. And that's really where the idea started to, to, that's when these doodles and this hobby started to evolve into something more. Man, eight years old. That's, you know, that's crazy that it's happening that young. Yeah, it um, is. And I think even younger now in, in some places, it's, it's crazy. Do you ever think, what if we had not had that birthday party? <laughs> Honestly, yes. Like it was, a, it was a huge turning point for, um, for me. And it's just kind of like, what if that didn't, what if that didn't happen? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Your whole life would have changed. 
Very different. Yep. <laughs> I would, I, I hope that in some other way, like if this was meant to be, you know, that um, there would have been another turning point, but <laughs> that was a good one to have. <laughs> I think it would have come out somehow. Yeah. That kind of stuff finds a way. Yeah. Um, you're big on self-development and your goal is to build confidence and self-esteem in young women. So how did your parents nurture that in you and Olivia? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's really what we're all about with Miss O. And you know, my parents, they, they did a really good job at letting us be who we are. Um, they never tried to change us um, or make us, they, they always they always wanted to see us happy and see us succeed, but they knew that there was no one perfect way to do that or one right way to do that. And as I've already said, Olivia and I are very, very different. And it, like not even just in like interests and hobbies, but like the way that we think, our personalities are very different. And they did a I, I will give my parents all the credit for never, you know, comparing Olivia and I and never being like, Oh, well, Juliet did it this way, so Olivia needs to do it that way, or Olivia does things like this, Juliet needs to do things like that too. They really allowed us to have independent um to be independent people and respected that we were different and really celebrated that for us. So, you know, if there was something that I was interested in, like, you know, I was, as a kid, I was always starting like businesses and I was always like trying to like organize events. Like that was like my MO as a child. And my parents were always supporting it. Like, thankfully they did. Um, but sometimes I'm like, how did you support that for me? Like, that's just ridiculous. Um, and similarly with Olivia. And I think my parents gave us a lot of freedom to to make those choices. So like, for example, you know, I all, all of my friends played sports. Um, and so I used to dance and I did a lot of dance. And then, you know, all my friends are playing sports. So I was like, I want to play sports too. Like, that's what all my friends are doing. I want to play sports too. Which, you know, my parents supported doing, but sports wasn't really for me. And so when I told them I didn't want to play sports anymore, they're like, okay, well, you need to find something else. Like they weren't going to force me to do something that was genuinely making me unhappy. Like we, they always said, you know, we're not a family of quitters, but um, it was finding something else that would fulfill that. And they did similar things with Olivia. And I think um, it, it was a way to really help us figure out who we were um, with their guidance, but giving us that freedom to do so. Wow, they sound like amazing parents. <laughs> yeah, they're good. <laughs> I, uh, you know, and reading all the different articles about you and your family, I was very impressed that you guys always talk about each other like you think each other is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you guys are really close. Yeah. So you were you were talking about you you when you were younger, mm -hmm. you were always starting other businesses. So business, so when you thought about what you wanted to be when you grew up. Was business owner one of those choices? You know, I don't think consciously it was. Um, I just really liked to, like, I'm a planner. <laughs> um, I like to plan things. I like to organize things. Like, I was right on time for this call. You know, like, I'm I'm very type A in that sense. Um, and I think those those skills have just, like, for me personally, like, translated into running a business. But, you know, finding that passion, right? Finding something that it is I care about. It would be difficult for me to go do that, to do what I'm doing for a company, a cause, whatever it is that I don't care about. I think as a kid, or I know as a kid, I was always very, whatever it was that I was doing at the time, I was 
very passionate about it and thought it was incredibly important. So I think that is also a, a big factor in what sort of led me to, to doing this. So what was one of the crazy kid ideas you had? Um, I was actually thinking about this the other day. So the Spice Girls were my favorite band. Um, they were like the first concert I went to. My friends and I like lived and breathed Spice Girls. And I decided that we were going to put on a concert that I thought we could actually get the Spice Girls to come and attend. Um, <laughs> so we literally, it was like me and five of my friends, or four of my friends, choreographed dances to every single Spice Girls song. We like printed out, you know, like, like flyers. We were doing tickets. Like we were going to charge people like for this concert that like we were a hundred percent convinced that the Spice Girls were actually going to attend. Um, they obviously did not attend. Um, and like we even like made my friend at the time had her own like phone line which was so cool back in the day if you had your own phone line and we made her voicemail being like if you're the 10th caller you get a <laughs> ticket to come see us and the Spice Girls so like that's just like a silly one but it was something that I was very passionate about and you know we put on the dance performance but there were no Spice Girls your parents would say oh yeah yeah yep. you should do that. <laughs> like yeah, oh. you know keep trying keep calling keep seeing if you're gonna get them to come that's amazing that they because I know as a parent I would be like I don't want to disappoint them so I'm trying to like talk them out of it yeah um, well I'm sure there was probably some of that too but I clearly don't remember that because I was very convinced they were coming so when did you realize this hobby of yours with Miss O and friends when did you realize that this could possibly become a career so I think you know it was definitely as as I saw like all that stuff happening at Olivia's birthday party and then started to think okay how can I actually like help girls um is when it was starting to form into something a little bit more than just an idea obviously but it was still a hobby for a while and then you know my parents and I went out to look to see if we could raise money for the company um at the time it had just been our personal or their their personal savings um they had contributed some of my college savings too which I had asked them to do and like you know other like family friend um, investment and we then had a meeting with Procter and Gamble and Procter and Gamble was really interested and they really saw that we were we were filling this we were able to reach this hard to reach niche group of tween girls and they wanted to invest in us. And so I think, you know, when that happened, we were like, okay, like we really do have something here. Like how can we continue to build this and grow this? Um, and at the time it was really through the, it was solely just through the website, but that was, that was for sure. Like the big turning point of the company when a huge, you know, reputable brand like Procter and Gamble or corporation like Procter and Gamble saw the value of what it is that we were doing. Right. And they valued you at $15 million. They did. Uh, when they valued you. So it wasn't any small potatoes there. Exactly. And yeah, exactly. And it gave us that extra boost of being like, oh, wow, they really, they also, it's, you know, you can, I always say like, it is really important for you to believe in yourself because that is truly what's going to keep you going. Like if you don't believe in yourself, like you're not like, you're not going to keep going with it, with whatever it is that you're doing. But having that extra vote of confidence, it helps. and <laughs> it, it helps right. you continue to push forward. Can you talk to us a little bit about how you began? I know that people that go to your website now, they see an amazing site, but mm -hmm. 
but that's not how it started. And a lot of people feel like you have to have it all figured out and perfect before you can even start. So what advice would you give someone who's wanting to start something? Yeah, um, I would say you. we definitely did not have it all figured out. Um, and we still don't have it all figured out. I think a lot of, you know, what what we have always really tried to do is adapt. Um, and there's been a lot of pivots. You know, we've now been in business for, you know, like what, 13, 14 years and no longer than that. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's not, it's not just like, okay, like this is how we're going to do this. And everything that we set out to do right at this moment is going to work out perfectly. And like, that's going to be our path. And I think, you know, we've, we've definitely learned that the hard way. Um, You know, there's a lot of, opportunities that had presented themselves that we were really focused on and that we thought were going to happen and then they didn't happen. And and I would say it is important to have a vision. It is important to have some sort of idea of what you want to be doing with your business or with your company or whatever it is that you are starting. But you also need to be open to change and adapting to the circumstance, to whatever, to your surroundings, whether it's the economic situation that, you know, the world is in, um, whether it's certain things that your audience is telling you that they want that you never thought of and you never thought that that was something you were going to do. But you have to really be able to, um, you know, to, to make those changes. And I think that's, um, can, you know, can be a problem for some businesses or companies is, they don't, uh, they don't, they don't see that that's something that they should be doing, or they don't know how to do that. And it's easy to get tunnel visioned. And I think having, um, you know, other people that can help you, whether it's brainstorm or, or kind of get out of your own way, (laughs) um, and help you kind of look at the bigger picture is always a good idea. Because you've been so successful at such a young age, People think that you were an overnight success, but it was a lot of hard behind-the-scenes work for years and years. Did you ever doubt yourself or think no one will like this? <laughs> Absolutely. I think that's also like one of the biggest misconceptions about startups. There are a few of those, you know, unicorn startups that become hugely massive and successful overnight. But I read this article once that was like every successful startup takes. 15 years to become successful and I was like I think I read that like six years ago and I was like oh no <laughs> like this feels daunting <laughs> but like hey we're like basically at that 15 year mark so we are actually at that 15 year mark so I think um there are it is really hard and I'm not going to downplay that at all it's still hard we have ups and downs and if you have your own business or you're an entrepreneur anyone listening to this can totally relate. I don't even need to spell anything out for you because, you know, it's, it is usually what you're doing is something that you care about. And so you're also putting in that piece of emotion to it. And so when things don't go right, or when, um, you know, something falls through, it is not only um, disappointing from a business perspective, but from a personal and emotional perspective as well. And there are always times where I still doubt myself. And I'm still I'm like, do people like this? Like, do people want to see us continue to do more things and expand and grow? And I just kind of what I what I try and do is just really go back to why we started. Um, and I started this to help girls and to provide a safe platform, a safe place for them. And that really helps kind of refocus and recenter me when I feel like, oh, can we go on? Can I keep doing this? It really is that passion of caring about, you know, young girls and their well-being and giving them these outlets and positive media 
um, and safe places that really does, you know, keep me going. So um, in your story, you say it took you years, seven years to become profitable, which was four years after you got a sponsor. So obviously money was not your motivation. Your motivation was just in helping girls better themselves. Would you say that's correct? Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we, a lot of people also will be like, oh, you must be a nonprofit. And I'm like, no, no, we, we are a for-profit company. We're not a nonprofit. But, you know, I think the, the, we are, a, we are a for-profit company with the social good. And so, like, as I said, I always go back to like, what is, what is our purpose? Like, yes, you know, we want to be a profitable company. Like, I want this to be a, something that can support me and my family and something that, um, you know, that, 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 that will work, you know, but at the end of the day, our goal is to also help girls, um, and to mainly help girls. And it's, it is what drives us. Anything that we do, like, even if it's from a profit perspective or not, it goes back to that. And I think for anyone who is interested in starting something or, you know, looking for inspiration, it's like, okay, well, what is it that drives you? Like, what is it that's going to keep pushing you and keep you know, keep you moving forward. Um, and, you know, for me, it's it's helping young girls. And that is really the focus of everything that we do and every decision that we make when it comes to the company. It was a good point you made about, you know, a nonprofit profit. A lot of people think if you're helping people, you shouldn't be making money. And that's the craziest thing ever. Because, well, for one thing, people value what they pay for, in my mind. I value stuff more. Like if I get something for free, somebody sends me a free course, I'm not likely to finish it. Yeah. You know, but if I pay a, you know, a hundred dollars for that course, I'm, I'll I'll be more likely to finish it (laughs) because I have, I have invested myself in it. But, and I think that the people that help the most people should make the most money. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think it's definitely interesting. It's it's always an interesting comment that I hear. And I'm like, why do you assume that we're a nonprofit just because we want to help girls? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like it's, 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 it's always really interesting when I get that, when people, when someone asks that as like a follow-up question or, oh, so you're a nonprofit. And I, and I do think, um, you know, just even more so now, you know, companies are seeing the value of, having a social cause and a social good attached to what it is that we're doing. And that's something that's just something that they're doing, but that's something that we have just innately built into a for-profit business. Right. And money will only take you so far. Like you get so much money and then what, right? Yeah. So you have to have something that drives you that makes you want to get out of bed every morning. Yeah. You need to have a purpose besides just making money. Right. (laughs) That's not going to make you happy if you're just making money and have no like purpose or passion behind it do you have a personal story from your community that you can share about how miss o has influenced or changed someone's life no i have so many i mean we get we get messages from girls all the time and that's again like i said that's the stuff that i go back to when i'm doubting myself or the company i'm like okay nope i see this she just told us how much we helped and changed her life I think one of my favorite kind of stories is less about like how we have specifically changed one person's life, but more about how the issues that these girls are dealing, that girls are dealing with are just worldwide and fully like totally universal. There was, this was maybe, I don't know, like five, six years ago. 
um, when One Direction was really popular. And we had a girl write in who was talking about how there's this One Direction song that was her favorite song and how she's so upset because she can't listen to it anymore because it reminds her of the boy that she had a crush on and, you know, he doesn't like her and how it was just so devastating and how she like can't listen to the song anymore, but it's her favorite song. Like, what does she do? (laughs) And another girl who was from India wrote, wrote to her saying like, Oh my gosh, I have the exact same problem. Um, It's a Hindi song, but you know, I can't listen to it anymore. And I think it's just such like a, such a great example of how these issues, although there might be something that's a little bit culturally different, they are universal issues that girls are facing. And just the fact that we can connect these girls all over the world in a 100% COPA compliant safe way, where there's, you know, no bullying, no creepsters, identifiable information, any of that, to just really help girls feel that they're not, realize that they're not alone in what it is that they're going through. That is always one of the greatest things that, that I love to see. Yeah, that's amazing. Because, you know, as a kid, your parents can tell you, oh, can tell you, oh, you're wonderful, you're great, you're awesome, but they're your parents. You expect them to do that. Exactly. But if a stranger would tell you that, it, it's just more, it's, it's more gratifying. I guess I don't. That's not the right word. No, I yeah, it's more. Um, it's maybe I am all right. <laughs> yeah, it's like okay, yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, it's so it's 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 totally true. Um, and that's why you know that advice kind of section that we have, the safe socialization part of Miss Owen Friends is called the girl-to-girl wall. And our, it's a play on peer-to-peer because it's like if you hear something, it's exactly what you're saying. It's You're going to listen to your – a lot of times, you know, at this age, kids listen to their peers more than their parents. And their peers and their parents can be telling them the exact same thing. But if you hear it from someone – that has either gone through it or is your age, it just feels more relatable and it feels like you can take their advice better. And so girl to girl is a play on that where it's girls helping girls and helping them through these types of issues. Because, you know, sometimes you don't want to listen to your parents um, or you, you know, don't have parents who can provide you that with that type of advice. And so having that, you know, that other girl kind of give you that either positive affirmation that you needed or some new suggestions um is always a really helpful tool I think that's awesome because a lot of um like you learn by teaching so you so you have the girls giving the advice and that's helping them grow and then you have the girls getting the advice and it's helping them uh, with their self-esteem and personal development it's just an awesome like a circle you have going there where they're helping each other Absolutely. And that was, that's exactly our intention. That is, you know, one of the questions that I get a lot is, okay, you say you want to build self-esteem. How do you do that? (laughs) And this is one of the ways that we do that by giving girls a platform to express themselves. So girls can express themselves and not be judged on it. And instead, um, you know, they'll be, they'll be receiving feedback from other girls. So like you said, the girl who's giving that feedback feels good about themselves for helping someone else. And then the girl who receives it also feels good because someone is responding to her and acknowledging her and acknowledging her question and her thoughts and, you know, whatever it is that she's asking about. Um, And then hopefully getting some sort of helpful advice that's going to make her feel better or give her some sort of actionable, um, like, you know, some something actionable that she can go do. So that's like, you know, one of the main ways that we try and build self-esteem in young girls. Awesome. 
you know, these days a lot of people want instant gratification and they don't know how to think long term. Mm-hmm. And my thought is for teens, like if you want to do something, just spend a year or two learning about it. Just focus on it every week and eventually you'll become an expert on the subject. Even though you're not making money, you'll be way ahead of your peers who did nothing. So time spent learning is valuable, even if you aren't yet making money. So can you talk about perseverance and long-term thinking a little bit? Yeah, um, I totally agree with that. Um, And, you know, long-term thinking can be difficult, um, especially when you're a tween or a young teen, because that instant gratification is something that you want and you're getting you're getting in from a lot of other ways. Um, But I think, you know, remembering and going back to the fact that, you know, the vast majority, I don't want to put any numbers on it because I don't have any official stats, but like the vast majority of companies and people are successful who are successful did not happen overnight. And if, even if, even if you take people who are like even if you take young girls who are, let's say, like you know, big influencers on Instagram or TikTok, they've worked really hard for that. It's not like they just post one video and all of a sudden they've gone viral. Like there's a lot of a lot of work in in what it, in going into what it means to be an influencer. And I think you know, no, you, a lot of people you don't see that. You don't see the behind the scenes. You don't see the hardships. You don't see people turning them down and saying no. So I think kind of keeping that perspective is important, but I think also just, um, you know, the ability to find something it is that you care about um, and that you want to get better at or that you want to learn more about and really seeing where it takes you. Like you don't always need to start doing something or trying something or learning something new because you are certain that there's going to be some sort of end goal that you have that that you're working towards. It's it's a lot about the process. Um, my my actually my my grandpa was um, he was the dean of engineering at a at a university in the U S. and he always said like you know you don't go to college to get a job you go to college to get an education and I always think that that's really interesting because it's it's similar in the sense that it's important to just be learning um, and learning a lot of different things because you don't know where it's going to take you and it's okay if you if you're not if you know you're 13 years old and you don't know what you want to be when you grow up like that is fine um but just exploring things that interest you I think is important what were the pros and cons of building your business as a teen that's a great question um you know I think the pro is the same as the con um being young. And I think sometimes it worked in my favor and other times it didn't. There would be certain instances where because I was young, I was not taken seriously. Um, and Or because I was young and a girl, I was downplayed for having like a cute site where girls play games and la-di-da-di-da, which always and still, as you can tell from my tone, still frustrates me. But I think there are pros um, also with being young is that sometimes people didn't know like maybe their standards were a little lower, like they weren't sure what to expect. And then when I was able to talk about my own friends or pitch them something and they were able to see that um, I actually, you know, knew what I was talking about a little bit. And that kind of like surprise factor was always, or that shock factor, I would say, would would definitely like work in my favor because it was something that they were not expecting. You know, I, I watched your TEDx talk um, and it was obvious that you were very nervous at the mm-hmm. beginning, but you went out and did it. 
And I think that's that's the hardest lesson to learn. Yeah. J- just go out and do it. Like, believe it or not, I was incredibly shy as a child and I cried every day in kindergarten. <laughs> and I only in the last couple of years have I been comfortable talking in public. And now I'm doing this and I'm like, wow. And I love it. Yeah. But sometimes you don't know that you would like it if you don't ever try it. Absolutely. And yeah, public speaking is always a tough one. Um, yeah. I mean, some people have that natural ability to do it perfectly. But yeah, it's always scary to try something new and to do something different. Um, but I, you know, pushing yourself is the only way you're going to know if you can do it or not. <laughs> right. So if you could do it over again, what would you have done differently? With the business? Yes. Hmm. Um, Maybe not worry as much that it was going to work out. <laughs> yeah. That's a good, I mean, that's a good question. I mean, I think I can like nitpick things, but that's not really, <laughs> that's, I don't, I don't think that's going to be, that's not super helpful for anyone to look back and like, Oh, I could have done this one thing differently. Um, I, I think it's um, just continuing to, you know, those moments of doubt, um, those roller coasters, because there are those roller coasters and it's hard. Um, just, you know, looking back at some of those times when I was feeling very like, Oh gosh, can we keep going and picking myself up sooner and not, you know, and not being so, down about it and stressed about it because I I do believe what we're doing is important and I do believe that what I what I'm doing with Miss Owen Friends there's a lot of um, larger opportunities out there for us that I'm really excited to continue to explore and figure out new ways that we can reach this tween demographic and really provide them with this positive media that we've been um, been able to do on a on a decent scale but to really make that bigger and to make that even more global and reach so many more girls than we already have so I think yeah just that kind of ability to turn myself around when that roller coaster is in that valley um and so you've been doing this almost as long as you haven't been doing this yes (laughs) which is crazy (laughs) that's amazing yeah when you think because you're still really young yeah it's crazy um I've act well actually at this point I've been doing this longer than I haven't been doing this only by a couple of years but yeah it's it's a huge part of my life clearly it's something that I essentially grew up doing um and learned a lot about myself as uh, Miss Owen Friends was growing and becoming a business and I was also in high school and college and all of that stuff so you know dealing with growing up as a as a teen also. Um, but yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> what would you say is your best time management tip? Hmm. Good question. Um, for me, um, every morning, like before I start my day, I make a to-do list. Um, I know some people don't do well with to-do lists. Um, but I actually make two to-do lists. One, which is things that I can actually get done that day. Um, and then another is things that are more like long term, because I found when I was combining the two, I felt like I wasn't actually getting stuff done or being productive and just being more stressed that there were things that like I wasn't able to to do. So for me, um, organizing my day like that has been has been really helpful. I also have always worked remotely, worked from home. So that was, I feel like I've 
I figured that I figured that piece out as well of making sure that I start my day like I'd be starting a day going into an office where I you know I get up I have breakfast I get dressed for the day I put some makeup on like I I'm not sitting in my pajamas and sweatpants all day ever um, when I'm working um, because if I do that I'm not going to be working that day um, and so figuring out figuring that piece out has definitely been really important in terms of just making sure that I have a productive day. So your show Hyperlinked, which is one of your later pro- later projects, um, focuses on positive female friendships, entrepreneurship, uh, the STEM subjects, coding, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What has been what has it been like transitioning into a totally different market? Yeah, it was super exciting. Um, it was the first time that I have ever had ever done anything when it came to TV and production. And so it was a huge learning curve for me. And, you know, the production team that we partnered with and our, you know, partners over at YouTube were really, were really key in like guiding me through a lot of it since it was something that I had never done. But again, the whole, the show goes back to our mission with Miss Owen Friends. So it was an extension of what we've been trying to do. And I think that was something that allowed the transition to be easier. It's not like I was stepping into a completely new genre of something I had no idea about. Um, but it was, it's been, it's been really exciting. It's been really interesting. Like I said, I'm constantly learning about how the entertainment industry works and how things are done and it's different and it's something that I'm still, you know, learning. Um, but it's been really exciting. What has been your hardest challenge? um hardest challenge that's a great question I'd say like right now we're dealing with some tough challenges um you know just with the state of the world um and what that looks like for our business and our company and projects that we were really excited about and a lot of things have been paused and we're just sort of trying to figure out when things will resume what next steps for us look like so I you know I think just kind of taking things in stride and, you know, not trying to get too stressed out about what the next six months looks like, because who knows what it's going to look like. But I would say we're, we're still excited and we're still hopeful that a lot of these opportunities will pick up once things settle a little bit. Um, but, you know, just that unknown that I think is always challenging and uh, challenging for anybody in any circumstance, let alone, um, you know, the current state with, you know, Corona and um, just being able to not like let yourself go down that rabbit rabbit hole of all like the what ifs, what ifs, what ifs, this doesn't work. Da, 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 da. So just not not doing that. Your website um, gives girls an opportunity to socialize and play and learn and create and exchange ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, get published, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have built a community into like a giant family. So yeah. especially now with all of this Corona stuff going on and kids being stuck at home, I think that's such an amazing place, a, a safe place for them to go and hang out right now. Uh, I know a lot of kids are like going stir crazy in their houses. Yeah, absolutely. Have you seen um, your visits go up in the last <laughs> couple months? Yes. They have gone up a lot and actually on our apps as well. So the Girl to Girl Wall app, we have that on the website, but then there's also an app for it. Like it's gone up, um, the traffic on that app has gone up crazy amounts. Um, just seeing 
from like time spent and downloads um, and engagement and how many times girls are going on it. Um, similarly with the website. And then we actually just launched a new app for the MISO website, which is basically the whole you know, way that girls can submit content. So whether it's uh, articles or recipes or DIYs or quizzes or polls or sharing, you know, YouTube videos that they, you know, their channels or whatever it is, um, we're seeing, a, you know, a lot of new uh, content, more, even more content coming in, which is great. But yeah, I think, you know, with, with girls being home and also wanting to connect and figuring out ways to do that, we do see a lot, a lot more connections happening, especially within the girl to girl wall. And, and now all this new content pouring in, which is great. And so, and, and, you know, our hope is that it is a good outlet for young girls, especially as they're home right now and trying to figure out productive ways to spend their time of, okay, like, you know, if you're really into DIYs, like, keep submitting them. Like we want other girls to be able to see them. Like I said, you know, we're by girls for girls. All the content on the site is created by our community. And so, you know, right now it's, it is a great time for girls to just be submitting, you know, whatever it is that interests them to share with other girls. There are any young teenage girls who love to write. How can they write for Miss O? Oh, super easy. Um, you just go to MissO.com and there's a section, uh, like a tab that says submit. And then there's a whole bunch of different drop downs where you can submit, you know, book reviews, you can submit, like I said, DIYs, recipes, polls, quizzes, articles about literally anything and everything. And you can now do that on the girl on the app as well, which is just Miso and friends. The app is already available in the app store. So it's still pending on um, Google Play just because they're a little backed up everyone's a little backed up with trying to approve things that are a little bit more Corona uh, focused first. Um, but hopefully that will get pushed through soon. And it's just a really, you know, great, easy way for girls to submit um, and, you know, get their voices and their opinions um, out there to share with other girls in our community. Are you guys still releasing books? I know you guys have some books that you... Yeah, have. not not currently. You know, that's a hope of ours to continue to be able to grow into that with hyperlinked and, um, you know, other stories that we have with Miss Owen Friends. Can you tell us about your intern program? Yeah. So our intern program, um, like I said, any girl can apply. Um, it's usually for girls um, under 18, but we do have some older girl interns. So if, if there's any girls that are over 18, they'll be more, um, uh, you know, they, they can be tasked with some bigger responsibilities um, and like learn a little bit more about like the site and the back end. But we really love to understand what it is that whoever applies for it, like what are they interested in? Are they interested in design? Are they interested in content? Um, are they interested in more like technical aspects, creating videos? So we kind of try and get a feel of what it is that, you know, the intern wants to help with. And then we figure out um, how we can match them with certain tasks on our site. And we have a ton of interns, actually between interns and ambassadors, they're a little bit different, but between interns and ambassadors, we have over 300 girls and the ambassadors are more just from a promotional perspective. So, you know, they'll get like an ambassador swag bag and we share, anything that anything cool that they're doing so if they're trying to you know become 
they're trying to make their YouTube channel bigger or if they're a singer and they're looking to also grow their audience, we'll be, we support that as well. While they also share Miss Owen Friends with, you know, their fans, whether it's virtually right now, all virtually, um, but also like in person with handing flyers out and, you know, you know, sharing information in their communities. But they're both really great programs. You can be an intern and an ambassador, or you can just be one. But we, we are by girls for girls. And it's that it is both the ambassadors and the interns who are really helping direct what it is that, you know, we do and continue to do and grow into. That's awesome. Where can we find you? So you can go to misso.com for the website. Um, and then on socials, we're just at Miss O and friends. So definitely find us, follow us, check us out. It's all 100% safe by girls, for girls. And it's really just a, a positive and empowering community for tween girls. Awesome. Um, do you have anything else you want to add? No, thanks for having me. Um, it was great talking to you guys. And I, I hope this was this was interesting and helpful and I, I appreciate the time. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. I love your heart for girls and just the way you have poured your whole life out for them. Thank you. Appreciate it. (laughs) Just a reminder about our kickstart your business contest. We want you to come up with a business idea and an action plan to make it happen. We're going to pick up to 10 people to receive 50 to $200 in seed money to start their businesses. The deadline to enter is May the 14th. When you sign up, we'll email you a list of 75 possible business ideas and a guide on how to write a business plan. We will also do a Zoom call every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Central until the contest deadline. Go to BeDaringLife.com contest to sign up. If you like our content, please visit our website at BeDaringLife.com or our Facebook page at BeDaringLife. We would love it if you would subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. The more reviews we get, the more visible our podcast is and the easier it is for people to find us and the great community that we are building together.